Welcome back to Soteria Prophetic Ministries with your host and teacher, Apostle Dr. Delisa Rogers. There is a word of encouragement and inspiration waiting for you. Subscribe to our podcast to receive notifications of new episodes and make sure to share this podcast with a friend. Now, without further ado, here's Delisa with your message for today. Oh, grace and peace. Welcome, everybody. So glad you're here to join me. It's been a minute and um, we've had so much going on, but nevertheless, we're grateful to be able to share a word with you. And so this word is actually coming out of an experience I had at work with um, uh, two of my supervisors. And so just to give you some context, I'm coming out of Matthew chapter eight, and I'm going to be reading verses eight through nine. Um, but before I get into that, I just wanted to share something with you that I feel is going to um, help some of you that may sometimes feel um, slighted or may feel overlooked or may feel um, unimportant um, when you're reaching out for help or when you're reaching out for answers or, or, or um, feedback or things of that nature. And so there was a situation to where I was asking a question um, to one of my supervisors and um, I know the burden or the workload that um, I have several supervisors, but this one in particular, I know their workload and I know that they have a heavy workload and great responsibility. So whenever I am reaching out for feedback or a question or some other concern, you know, I keep that in mind. And so I was reaching out and, and whenever I reach out in this person, I have established a relationship. So I've already told them, I understand. I don't need a response right away whenever you get the time, you know. And so um, I reached out with a concern and uh, the person, you know, responded with a concern with feedback on the concern and, and all was well. And then another supervisor reached out um, and it was kind of the same thing. It was a real kind of touch and go quick hit, you know, you know, I don't want to say hit and miss, but you know, you're just dealing with what's important, what's relevant, uh, what needs to be addressed and you move on. And so there wasn't a lot of time for, Hey, what's up? How you doing? And, you know, communication extended or lengthy conversation because of their workload and because of their responsibilities you know, I'm mindful, I'm mindful that, you know, when I have a concern or when I have a question or, um, you know, need some clarity, then I don't expect a lengthy response, you know, and then I don't even expect a swift response either, because I understand that with, with the type of workload, with the type of responsibilities and things that, that are um, required of them, you know, they, I know that they have acknowledged my thing, but I also have the patience and the understanding to wait until they have that time to address it. And so, you know, I just thought about, I thought about that today because I thought about something that Jesus did when he um, called his, his uh, disciples initially, the very first call is I looked at, and I often do this, but I looked at who he chose because Jesus could have chosen anybody, you know, but he was very meticulous and he was very um, strategic in those he chose to follow him, the initial follow. Now, of course, 
after the fact, we know there were many multitudes who followed Jesus, but I'm talking about that very core group of those who would spend the most time with him, those who would receive the heaviest or the weightiest impartation. He was very strategic in who he called to walk that closely beside him. And those he called were all men of business. Now, you know, to what degree of business they were in is really irrelevant, um, you know, because well, I don't want to get into that, but, you know, people had issues about the type of work, the line of work that they were involved in, but that was really irrelevant. It, it was, Jesus wasn't so much focused on the type of work that they were doing as much as he was focused on the, their business, um, uh, uh, what's the word that just slipped my mind, but their business etiquette and, 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 and their ability to process information quickly uh, and, and, and their ability to execute assignments quickly. And these are all very important things when we talk about you know, being apostolic or being an apostle or being connected to, to apostles or people of authority, which is, again, I'm coming to Matthew chapter eight, verse eight in just a minute. There is a certain mentality and that's why Jesus came and preached, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He didn't say, repent, you're going to hell. And I'm not saying that that's not the case. But what I'm saying is Jesus's primary message was about the changing of the mind, that paradigm shift of the mind, so that the people of God would understand that in order to, to function on this level of ministry and to, to apprehend the call that he has for us, it's going to take a different mindset. It's going to take a business or an industrious um, mindset. And so looking at these men whom Jesus chose, these were all men of industry. These were men who were tenacious. These were men who were ambitious. These were men who um, were uh, dedicated, devoted. These weren't people sitting on the side of the road waiting for a clue. You know what I'm saying? They were men who uh, they were men who knew their stuff. They knew their industry inside and out. And and these were the ones that Jesus called. Now I'm not saying that the only people that the Lord is using today are people in business. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is when we look at the initial, because when you think about building something, you've got to have a caliber of mind, a caliber of mentality and a caliber of endurance to build something out. Now, when a thing is built and when it's established, then you can add however you, you, you need to. But when you are initially building something to or rebuilding something, there is a quality and a caliber of people that you have to have. And, and so it's going to take seasons of your life when you will have to make uh, decisions. You're going to have to make some cuts. You're going to, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have to, to, and I hate to overuse the word shift, but you're going to have to make some changes and some adjustments and some revisions to accommodate the new build or the rebuild, you know, to have an apostolic mindset, which that the apostles are builders. You know, we build, we're, we're people of industry. We don't sit and wait you know, for the prophet to come and say, get ready. We're, we're ready. And the prophet comes along and works with us and yeah, keep going or add this or take, or what have you, you know, bringing in, you know, additional instructions or insight or encouragement along the way. But the apostles, they don't wait. 
<laughs> they don't wait for somebody to come along and say, hey, let's do this. They are the pioneers. We are the pioneers and we are go-getters. We get it done. And so these are the people that Jesus chose to initially launch this kingdom move in the earth. And, and, and they were all men of industry. Yes, they had character issues, personality issues, family issues, all of that. But, you know, Jesus was able, you know, that wasn't so much of an issue for him or a concern for him as much as it was that business and, and, and that industrial mindset. And so I want to take you to what what's happening here in Matthew chapter eight, verse eight through nine. And, and Jesus is talking. Um, well, here's a conversation. The satirian answered, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof. But just say the word and my servant will be healed. And I'm taking it out of context for a reason. And so verse nine, he says, for I myself am a man under authority. I myself am a man under authority. I have soldiers under me. I tell one to go, he goes, another to come and he comes. I tell my servant, I believe this is the Berean version. I tell my servant to do something and he does it. And so in, in verse 10, Jesus marveled. Jesus marveled at this conversation he had with a Gentile, with an unbeliever. The Bible said Jesus marveled. And he said to those following him, I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Now that, you know, if you would just be re if you were just reading that, you would, you know, probably ask yourself, like, what did he do? Like, what, you know, he didn't sow a seed. He didn't sing a song. He didn't prophetically dance. Like, what did this man do to, to cause Jesus to marvel, to, to where Jesus was astonished? And, and not only was Jesus marveling and astonished, but Jesus told the people, he was like, I've never seen anybody like this, not in all Israel. He had never seen anybody. And, and, and uh, yeah, it was faith. He said, yeah, with such great faith, because the man said, look, I don't need you to come to my house. <laughs> Just say the word because, I, because the man understood authority. But it, it, it goes a little deeper than that, friends. It's not only that the man understood authority, but it's that this man uh, understood you know, the weight of authority. In other words, he said, I'm, I, you know, he said, I don't need you to come. I'm a man under authority or with authority. The Hebrew is the man with, in, in the Hebrew, it means a man with power, a man with powers. And so this man, this centurion saw something in Jesus. And he said, look, he recognized the power that Jesus carried. He said, I recognize your power. You don't have to come and, 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 you know, just speak the word. You have so much power. Uh, because, and I often tell my church, power recognizes a power, power, anointing recognizes anointing, authority recognizes authority. And so this centurion man said, look, Jesus, you have so much power. You have so much authority. You carry such a weight. You don't have to physically come and do anything. Just speak the word. You, you're so weighted and so weighty and so heavy. Like we like to say that kabod, you're so weighted and heavy to where your words, you know, it has it, it contains the breakthrough your word contains the healing your word contains the answer and jesus marveled because here you had all of these people in the temple you know honoring the sabbath and i'm not against that but i'm just saying they went through all of those religious rites and rituals but yet oh jesus heal me touch me and and this man said i don't need you to do that for me just, I recognize authority because I myself am a man of authority. Now, and of course, he recognized he didn't have the same authority that Jesus had. Jesus has, he's, look, come on, 
He's the king of kings. And so he recognized this power you have, it surpasses mine. But because I have powers, I mean, my powers are entrusted, you know, uh, human powers. But I recognize how this works. Because if I tell my soldiers to go, they go. And if I tell them to come, they come. So you are so much, you, you're operating on such a higher realm of authority and powers than I. You don't need to tell a soldier or you don't need to come. Your word will do the work for you. And, and so, you know, all of that just kind of, you know, as I was meditating for the few two minutes that I had today to just kind of think. And I thought about that. I said, you know what, as, as, and, and I often conveyed this to my, my supervisors, it, you know, um, that I understand. Now, yeah, my, my authority is in a different place and I understand that. Their authority is in the workplace. My authority, you know, is, is, is in the house of God. And, and so, you know, but I understand how that works when they say, hey, we need you to do this. We need to show up. They don't get questions out of me. They don't get, well, why do we have to do this? Why? I don't understand. They don't get that out of me. Why? Because I'm, I'm under, I, I, scripture, I'm under authority. In the Hebrew, I am, I am with authority. I am with powers. And so when you are communicating with someone who has powers, and I don't mean that in the mystical sense, but I mean authority, okay, um, rank and all that good stuff, then you don't need a whole lot of explanation. Because you understand that the, the same way you submit to your leaders or to those who have the rule, like the Bible said, to those who have the rule over you, you know that there are also those who submit to the ones that you have the rule over. And so then what you're going to do is you're going to carry yourself the way you would want those who submit to you to carry themselves, if that makes sense. So the centurion is saying, listen, your word is going to obey you. And it goes straight back to Isaiah, so shall my word be that goes out of my mouth. What? It will accomplish, it will go forth and accomplish the thing whereunto it is sent. It will not return to me void. And so this man tapped into that. He tapped into the fact that Jesus has so much power and so much authority that his word is going to go out and do exactly what he commands it to do. And it's going to come back and bring a report. And so here he is, a natural man with a natural rank and a natural authority, a physical human authority, but yet he's acknowledging the powers that Jesus has that even those around him couldn't quite get yet because he was also a man of authority. And so when, when, you, when, you, when you are in the company of those who don't understand that, and I'm going to use, I'm going to say this as tactfully as I can, but when you are around those who don't understand that, then there's a tendency for offense or hard feelings or misunderstandings or what have you, because you're not going to understand why that person is moving like that. Well, why didn't you come to my house? I asked you to come to my house, not understanding this person is a person of authority and powers. They don't really have to come to your house because you have to understand that there are so many other things required of them that are more pressing than them coming to your house. We're not saying that the need in your house is not great, but what we are saying is when you present that need, let that person of authority determine what response is needed. And, and so that's what the centurion said to Jesus. He said, listen, my servant is at home and you read the context or what have you. And, 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 and so he said, but uh, you don't have to come. Just send the word. In other words, I recognize that I have a need. However, I also recognize your weight and I recognize your assignment and I recognize that which has been entrusted to you. So you don't have to come send your word. 
But if we don't understand how that whole realm of authority and powers and things like and delegated responsibilities work, we won't understand it and we can become offended. Well, I thought so-and-so was going to call me back. I thought so-and-so was going to come to my event. I thought so-and-so was going to come because you don't understand that level that they're on, that centurion understood. And so in terms of when I'm when I'm working along with my supervisors and those who have authority and they're asking me for things, then I know, okay, if they called me or if they text me or if they email me, you know, I need to respond swiftly because that is a person under authority. This is a person with power. And so if they say something, there's a reason behind what they say, and there needs to be an accelerated response. It's not something you can put on the shelf as opposed to maybe one of my colleagues, which I'm not saying I do that to them either, but I'm just saying there's just different, different levels of responses. I'll give you another example. My children, I have five children, bless God. I have, um, I usually divide them up by the older ones, the young ones, but gosh, they're all getting to be older ones. But anyway, I'll say my, my three older children and my two baby, my baby boy, my baby girl, um, and they're not babies anymore, but they're babies. Okay. So my older children will text me and I'll send them a heart or a thumbs up or some emoji if I'm in the middle of something and I can't necessarily either text back or call back or engage whatever it was. Now, this emergency is totally different, but I'm just saying conversation. Um, and they understand that because they understand mom, you know, if we can put this in scripture context, is a woman of authority. So she's either at work or she's doing something, you know? Um, and, and so she has acknowledged my situation. And at the appointed time, they know by virtue of relationship, by virtue of their understanding of who I am, they know I'm gonna get back to them. As soon as I can, I'm gonna get back to you. Now, my younger children are not so. They're the ones that if I don't respond, they're going to, if I'm working from home, they're going to come knock on my office door. If I'm in my bathroom, they're going to knock on the bathroom door and sit on my bed and wait for me to come out. So for them, they, they don't understand that yet. I mean, they do, but they're still babies. And to them, at least for right now, you know, when I need my mommy, I need my mommy. You know, they, they don't they don't understand sometimes mommy is wearing so many different hats. They, they, you know, that just, and they do understand it. I don't let me not rob them of their understanding. But what I'm saying is that level of maturity hasn't really settled in yet. And it's okay. I, I totally get it as a mom. I totally get it. But with the older children, you know, it may be a couple of hours before I respond back. Um, and then sometimes I forget and they'll respond, Hey, waiting on the answer. And, 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 you know, and they understand, or they may just drop by the house. Okay, mom, I'll just come and check on you. But what I'm saying is, is when you understand how that authoritative realm operates, then, you know, they, the older ones don't get mad. Well, mom, where you at? Why haven't you? They understand she, she's a woman of authority. She's praying for somebody or she's studying or she's working or she's somewhere out well or left the phone in the car. You know, they, they understand that. Uh, with the younger children, they need to understand it, but not, that's my mommy. Mommy, where are you? Mom, when you get out the phone, I'm staring and they'll stare in my face and wait till I get off because they 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 want that attention. They demand that attention and they want it right now. And, and so, again, I'm not disclaimer. I'm not saying anything is wrong with that. But you'll find that even in your personal relationships, there'll be some who will pull on you and they want a response right now. 
right? Because they fail to understand that level of authority that you're on. And then you'll have those who will send a message and say, you know, whenever you have time, you know, get back with me. And, they un- and they'll wait patiently um, until that, because they understand the realm of authority. So I wanted to just share those few little bits of wisdom with you. Um, and it, again, it just came out of my own workplace experience that I understand when my supervisors reach out um, and they need something, I'm, I, I usually, if I'm not doing anything to, too important, I'll drop everything and, and email back or send them a file or do whatever, because I know if, if they're on a level of authority, I'm not on. So if they reach out to me and say, hey, I need this, or do you have this, or can you put your hands on this, then I know that's a need, they need that right now. And so I'm going to make sure they're going to have that within the next few moments. And then I'm going to communicate, I'll get it to you shortly, or, you know, I'll communicate and let them know what the process looks like. It's on the way, or here it is, give me a minute, or what have you. And then after that, it's done. I don't, need to follow up. I don't need them to follow back up because I understand the realm of authority. They have many, many things on their plates and I don't need them to hold my hand and say, oh, well, thank you. What a wonderful job. Boy, you got that to me. For I don't need that because I'm also a person of authority. And so when I'm asking those who, who are submitted to, to my leadership and, and to what God has graced me. And, and so, you know, when they carry things out, thank you. And, and, I'm praying and hoping they understand that I'm grateful, I'm appreciative, and I'm moving on to take care of some other things. So, you know, it, this is what the Bible says, to know them which labor among you. And sometimes it takes time um, to learn people. You know, many times we, we sort of want to jump into relationships and jump into situations without really knowing people, without really studying. And that's why Jesus said, come and follow me, and then I'll make you disciples of men. So Jesus understood before I make you into anything, there must be a season of discipleship. And you'll find even after those three years of sleeping and walking and breathing and being in such close proximity, many of them still didn't get it. Well, Jesus said, who do I am? Uh, We don't know. So even after a period of time, some people just don't understand your movements. They don't. I, I don't know why she did it. I don't know why. I don't know. They, they don't they don't know. Um, and, and, and so if you are operating in the realm of authority, you've got to, you know, sort of coach them and help them understand. Uh, and that's what Jesus did. He said, well, well, who do you say I am? And he kind of pulled that answer out until the Holy Ghost gave the revelation to Peter. So I pray that this has brought some understanding to you. Again, it was just kind of birthed out of a workplace situation and I pondered it and I was like, wow, you know, my supervisor called, hey, I need this real quick from you. And I'm in the middle of a training. So I'm just shutting off my videos, shutting off my mic and I'm sending files or what have you. And, you know, I didn't need a response. Thank you, God. I knew that if you needed that from me, it's important. You need it right now. And it's my obligation to give you what you need, and then I'll get back to doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And so when you when you are a person of authority, you're not offended if you don't get a thank you, or if you don't get, a, oh, you did a good job, or if you get a, you don't get an attaboy. When you are a person of authority, you understand how this whole thing works. And, and your, your um, place of satisfaction comes from knowing you've done what you were asked to do. And, and that you just you find yourself fulfilled and satisfied knowing that you've done what you were supposed to do. And so with this centurion, the fact that he let Jesus off the hook, you know, he didn't pressure Jesus. Jesus, I need you to come right now. Can you please hurry up? I got a servant who's dying. I need you to please come right now. Stop everything you do and call everybody. You know, he 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 uh, you know, because that in and of itself is the that's the demonstration of the lack of faith. 
Well, if you don't come right now, you know, it's, and, and, and remember, they even said the same thing when Lazarus died. Come right now. Um, Lazarus is about to die. You know, and Jesus took his time. He said, he waited until Lazarus died and then he showed up. And then they were like, if you would have came, you wouldn't have died. And Jesus was like, you know, you don't understand. You have you not sat at my feet long enough to understand that even if I show up when you least expect you, you know, my will is still going to be done. Do you, you, you don't know that about me by now. You don't know how much I care about you that even if I don't come today, that that has no bearing on how I feel about you. You, you know what I'm saying? So there's so much to that. But anyway, dive into that word for yourself and see what the Holy Spirit is revealing and showing to you. But that came out of Matthew chapter eight, verses eight through 10. And Jesus marveled. He marveled. That man said, listen, you don't have to come to my house. You don't have to send the intercessors. You don't have to mail a postcard. Just speak, just prophesy and speak the word. And the atmosphere is going to bow down and kneel under the power of that word. And everything is going to be all right. Why? Because when I speak to my soldiers, they do exactly what I tell them to do. How much more, Jesus, you being Lord over all would just speak and, and, and command death and infirmity to behave. And Jesus marveled. He was like, wow, I've got all these people following me and this man gets it. But he got it because he was a man of industry. He 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 had a, 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 a um, gosh, his he 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 understood. He just he got it. Y'all he got he had that business acumen. He, he understood order. He understood authority, he understood protocol. And when when you find someone who does not understand that, um, you're going to find somebody who's always offended, you know, in their feelings and just not just not getting it like I don't understand why 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 didn't you say thank you why didn't you say good job why didn't you say, you know because th those are areas that you have to grow in and understand that you know what if you never say boy, good job it's still well with my soul because what I do I do it as unto the Lord not for man's service amen so we love you and we pray that um this uh, short message has been a blessing to you. Um, we are broadcast all over. Um, many of you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts or um, on Google or um, TuneIn, um, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Deezer. We're all over the place and we're so grateful. We're also on YouTube. So continue to um, just tune in and we're trying to bring these words to you as the spirit of God will release us to. Uh, we are certainly in a season of industry right now, but you all are always on my heart and um, my mind. And so for those of you who desire to partner um, with us to help us just offset some of the costs, or you just want to be a blessing to say, you know what? Dinner is on me. I'm just going to sow into you and, and just continue to let you know that we're holding your hands up. So we want you to, um, you can visit my ministry website, and that's www.tlcor.org. You can cash app at TLC Charlotte. Um, and you can also send an email at the love church Charlotte at gmail.com, your prayer request or what have you. And we'll be happy to um, respond to you. So until next time, we bless the Lord for you. And we pray that all goes well and that um, the Lord continues to show forth his hand of mercy and his hand of grace and his hand of provision concerning your life. May it all be well concerning you and those who pertain to you. So we give God the glory. We love you and we'll see you next time. God bless.